I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. Except today, because it's time for another 10 newest swap episode. So on our main show, each of us always recommend a piece of media that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. So now we have forced one of our co-hosts to watch one of our recommendations. So today we'll be looking at the Disney Channel musical sequel, Zombies 2. Adam Brody's Neo Noir, The Kid Detective, and the Oscar-winning documentary, My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 views and do an episode on Face Off Already. And guys, we did get a great email in the last week that's recommended another movie to us, but I will read that one out on our main episode next episode. So if you are that, if you are that (laughs) listener, yeah. Make sure you listen to the next episode. Can we read it afterwards? (laughs) No. (laughs) So, uh, usually what happens, well, since. Uh, the pandemic, usually what happens is that we all record from our own respective houses over to Zoom. <laughs> uh, our last main episode, we were able to all come together um, and do it all at my house again. And this episode is a bit of a hybrid because Brendan didn't realize we weren't doing it at my house. So Brendan and I are in the same room and Lucy is in her house. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you guys. (laughs) Hanging out together without me. But really, it was just Brendan misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) So uh, let's get straight into another tenuous swap, guys. First up the rank is Lucy. She was given the 2020 Disney Channel musical Zombies 2 by me. So uh, lucky. <laughs> and I recommended this on our Velocipasta episode. In the sequel to the hit Disney Channel original movie, Seabrook High, which is living in unprecedented peace after zombies and humans have unified, is thrown into chaos when a pack of werewolves appear in the town. So I recommended this movie to Lucy because I had previously recommended Zombies 1 to Lucy, which she begrudgingly, I think, enjoyed on some level. (laughs) Um, And I thought that this uh, sequel was as fun or even more fun than the original. And I think the- Even better? The songs, I think, are stronger in this one. So I wanted Lucy to experience that. Um, Mm. So- Lucy, if I didn't force you to watch Zombies 2, would have this ever been something you would have watched? No, unless my kid, when he grows up, is like, I want to watch Zombies 2. And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> You've and, been hanging around with Paul too much. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that you have watched it, 
What did you think? Okay, so I I don't like it as much as the first one. Okay. Ooh. I feel like oh, no. they did this thing where the story got really big. Yeah. And they were like, everybody loved the songs, so we're going to put in a shitload more. <laughs> like, it was very enthusiastic. It's like, yeah, <laughs> take it off. Like, it was <laughs> full throttle. Yes. Like, there's some musicals that you watch, you're like, Okay, they're calling themselves a musical, but there's yeah, like three songs exactly, here. Yeah. This is like wall to wall bangers yeah. in this. Um, did you at least like some of the songs? Yeah, or? I did. But also, I really did have to laugh. There were so many West Side Story like rumble numbers, yes. like just <laughs> constant rumble numbers. I just couldn't. It was very funny to me. Yeah, it's like because you want to join. You want to join our werewolf pack? Let's have a dance off. Exactly. It's like this is never tough, guys. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's very like Disney Channel version of tough. Like every time the zombies yes. walk in, there's like this guitar, like this sick guitar riff that yep. plays, and it just it just brings a smile to my face. It's yes. just so earnest in its like. It, it's really taking itself seriously in a lot it of really, ways. It really is. And that's why I love it so much because <laughs> it misses the mark, but because it's so earnest about it, I just love it. And I could watch this movie a million times over. Um, so, you know, the way we've like made silly little jokes about how we need to do a special episode where Brendan has to watch The Notebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yours is definitely Twilight. Like you made me watch these movies. They've ripped so many elements from the plot. Yeah. Um, it, so yours has to be Twilight because I'm sorry, but these werewolves, I don't even like Twilight. Like it's very bad. <laughs> but these werewolves are not Jacob from Twilight. What's that guy's name, Paul? Who's the one who dated Taylor Swift? His name was Taylor as well. Taylor. Uh, Lautner. Yes. He was a werewolf. And (laughs) thumbs down to these guys. Sorry. (laughs) But how many rap battles were in Twilight? Yeah, none. But also, like, so much tougher. It just was like, I don't know how many more, like, sachet clicks like I can see it's like you're not fighting this is not tough and also like why necklaces like you know what I mean like I think it's it it makes sense that the werewolves have necklaces that give them their werewolf powers no. well, what's the what's the plot of this of the second one because exactly. the first one wasn't that like oh so the plot of the second one are you going to make me do a plot synopsis on a non-main episode well, just here? quickly but, quickly. but basically so now seconds. like the zombies and the humans uh are living peacefully but then um they discover that in the forbidden forest next to the town, there's like a pack of werewolves. Was this established in Zombies 1? No. (laughs) And uh, the werewolves uh, actually have always gained their power off of the this gemstone that's underneath the power plant, which was also uh, involved in the zombie outbreak because someone spilled lime cordial on the gemstone power. But guys, like, like, werewolves are like the moon? Like, why do they have to have gemstones on lime cordial? Like, what? (laughs) Um, So a big part of the lore of the first one was the fact that 
the main character has white hair that she's always hiding with a wig. Okay, so we need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity (laughs) to get that actress to just straight up do, and forgive me here, I've checked with Adrian, but I can't even remember if I'm going to get it right. She's just doing Legolas cosplay. <laughs> yes. She's just like wearing a dime store Legolas <laughs> wig. I'm like, Be- what is this? You can't do this. It's like copyright Be- infringement. <laughs> because, yeah, once the, the werewolves decide to like induct her into their pack, they give her a makeover. Yeah. Which is like getting her blonde wig and, she and goes then, like, like giving it braids bad. She and goes stuff. like bad Sandy in Greece. She's like <laughs> feeling herself. She's like, oh, I'm really tough now. It's like, ooh, girl, you are being Orlando Bloom. <laughs> her werewolf outfit is gross. It's like these brown pants and like purple faux fur vest. Yeah. It's so disgusting. And she was just feeling her fantasy. She was just like, I'm fucking tough. I'm going to like bite shit or whatever. Like, I don't know what a werewolf's do. But it was just like, no, girl. We had a whole song about what the werewolves do and what the zombies do. You should remember. Yeah. You know, do it like the zombies do. I think I wrote something. <laughs> were, 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 there any, were, were there any bangers like as good as th- my year? This is going to be my year. My year. Yeah, so there is a lot. Lucy, I feel like you want to mention some. I wrote the We Got This one. Yeah, We Got This is the stand-in for my year. And? Yeah, We Got This. Yeah, and I, was, I, I wrote down, I was like, I, this is fully getting me. We need this from humanity. We need this song. People need to heed these words in their life. Like, yeah. we need to <laughs> unite. And you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I liked that song. And then also I liked Someday. I was like, oh, this song's really nice. And I was like, this is a throwback to the first one. Sorry, Yeah, guys. it was a re- <laughs> reprise from the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the song that really broke out, uh, in the popular culture from this song was the one that they all sing to at the end in the power plant, the like kind of anthem one about uniting. Yes. Uh, that, that's the one that um, like I think kids really gravitated towards. But the most important question, Paul, is which ones have you added to your playlist? Mm. Uh, um, I'll bring up my playlist now and I can, I can tell you. <laughs> I have a Disney Channel um, original movies song playlist that I... Uh, that I listen to when I do my workout. <laughs> um, here we go. So from Zombies 2, I added none of them apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. I think I that's actually had a Zombies then. 2 playlist. <laughs> that's your review right there. That's, the songs are not as good then. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. That, I definitely added We Got This, mm. We Own the Night, and is the we own the night the first werewolf number? Yeah, the, yeah. It oh, was, we owe what we owe. Oh, we owe the night. <laughs> it was so um, West Side Story rumble. I couldn't. Yeah, it was laughable. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the zombies do. Yeah, and I do love Bucky. The like the camp. Yes. Uh, evil cheerleader. Yes. So I really liked. Um, yeah, uh, I'm winning as well. The rap battle between him and. <laughs> 
Um, Wait, how many rap battles are in this movie? There's only one rap battle. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Um, yeah. So we need to talk about, I've written down two things. Mm-hmm. Paul, how do you feel about the way male cheerleaders are represented within this universe? That they're all gay except that they have girlfriends. And they never. it's never, <laughs> it's never spoken about. Yeah. I feel like even... In the last year, Disney Channel has, like, started to really up their, like, gay representation. So, like, I think the the wall, the, the glass ceiling is broken now and they're officially, like, calling characters gay. And mm. I don't know if you just saw it, but they just did, a, like, a Disney Channel um, special hosted by Nina West um, from Drag Race. Mm. Like, Pride Spectacular, where they got a whole bunch of, like, gay celebrities to, to sing Disney songs. Oh, wow. So, so maybe. Oh, my God. It's like Paul's universe. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, like the I was very much enjoying of the that. the vortex yeah. of the. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like in Zombies 3, which is coming out next year, wow. um, which no. is. <laughs> Which is teased at the end of this film when an alien drops to Earth and her wig starts glowing. And it's like, y'all, come on, aliens. <laughs> Why would you do vampires? No, I'm I totally on looks board. at me every time for my response. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, it's like eh? you're not even the one that had to watch the movie. It's and stupid, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm hoping there'll be like some gay Gay hardcore sex scenes. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, I'm I'm sure someone will be gay in Zombies Three. That's my prediction. But I just think it's like that thing of like they're like every male cheerleader is gay. You're not a male cheerleader, Paul. I mean, technically the cheerleaders in this film aren't gay like that guy's like oh my god i just got asked to prawn and then he like turns and okay it was a so girl what, that asked why him. is it prawn <laughs> <laughs> because the mascot of the school is the prawn they're the mighty prawns yeah that's so instead not of- a good reason and i just kept on being like is this really what they're saying every time <laughs> I, I just kept being like can i commit this to memory was like i like it was like, a speech impediment that was contagious <laughs> this is so silly okay so that was they- my number one question for you my yeah. number two question is in high school Paul, what kind yeah. of kid were you? Were you a drama kid? Were you amused? Like, this is your life blood, this. <laughs> it's like. I was I was in the stoner group who listened to um, New Metal. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy is shocked. But that can't be true. Uh, but it's true. That's what I was. I used to like walk around. Well, we Did had a school these people uniform, offer you protection? On... Did these people <laughs> offer you protection in the schoolyard for, um, like they, you know, would keep other people no. from beating you up? What was this some sort no. of jailhouse arrangement or? No, no, because we weren't the tough kids. We were just like the stoner kind of like slob group that listened to metal and just didn't play sports. Name, that was okay, us. name every metal song then. <laughs> what well, did I say? New- I knew it. <laughs> It's <laughs> we didn't listen to metal, we listened to new metal. So it was like Lincoln Park and Spine Shank and all that kind of shit. Uh, okay, so I do see really how tough, you could man. be overcorrecting <laughs> now. Yes. Yeah. Look, I was I was highly repressed. All I wanted to do was like watch gay shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the experiences you shared with me about you know, the, your struggles, I think having to listen to new metal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right? I still have a soft spot for the new yeah. metal. <laughs> would you, Paul, have wanted to be like involved in drama and musicals? Like, would that have been? Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. How come you haven't? Well, the thing is, is that I also, like, I think in school I could have got away with it, but I'm not talented enough to pursue it in my adult life. Maybe you could have done <laughs> sets or something. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been the usher. I was just wondering if you were in with those kids, like, if that was a thing. No, no. I, I would have, I definitely would have. But also I went to all-boys school, so it wasn't really a thing. Right. Like, there was, whenever we did a play, we did it in conjunction with our, like, sister school. And, like, the guys would go over there to do it. Mm. So. Wow, that would have been, like, a lot of uh, unplanned pregnancies would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, back to Zombies 2. <laughs> uh, like, Andy, can we talk about anything else? <laughs> um, so, this I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it more than Velocipaster? Yes. Okay, that's something. I mean, <laughs> I think Velocipaster isn't that bottom of your list. Uh, it's, pretty close close to. it's close. It's pretty low down. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it on some level um, and uh, look forward to Zombies 3 when I make sure I recommend that <laughs> film so that you have to watch it next year. Well, what yeah. if it's bad? You don't want to recommend it to our listeners if it's bad. No, it's good, though. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoy it. I will watch it every day if I, if I could. I would just keep watching it. I will win this race. I'm a cheer rock star. Mirrors love my face. Your ego made your head so big you can't see. You got no shot to beat me. Oh! I know you hear me if you with me, stand up. No way you win if you go against us. In pictures, we're more glamorous. You want to battle with the best? Good luck. Let's go. Next up is Brendan. He was given the film My Octopus Teacher by Lucy, who recommended it on our Tammy and the T-Rex episode. In this Oscar-winning documentary, a filmmaker forges an unusual friendship with an octopus living in a South African kelp forest, learning as the animal shares the mysteries of her world. So, Lucy, why did you recommend this to Brendan? I just feel like it's a Brendan movie. Like This is like a film guy who has this, it's not coming-of-age thing, I guess, but it's like kind of like a life realization thing i just feel like brendan likes things like that and, and uh he made us watch um chasing chasing Bub- bubbles yeah and i felt like there were some parallels there of some degree so i thought he'd like it and i like to share movies that i think brendan would like <laughs> so brendan do you think you would have watched my octopus teacher without this recommendation i don't think so i think because when it came out like i remember a lot of people talking about it Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that like really grabbed me, so mm-hmm. it sort of went by, and I probably would have forgot about it. So now that you have, are you glad you watched it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like the things that you said, the reasons why, mm. I, I, I would probably say they're totally different to the things I enjoyed. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah, like this this guy. I I just I've recently watched the Grizzly Man, and so seeing this guy consume his like put all his uh like energy and 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 heart into this octopus like it like it just to me became like worrisome <laughs> i was like oh no wait, like where's this story gonna end like he's got a son like yeah. what else is going on in his life yeah how does he dedicate how many days 350 days to following an octopus around the ocean you know mm. um 
So, like, those things were really coming to my mind after watching The Grizzly Man. Yeah, but at least yeah. it wasn't, like, touching its shits, you know? And going, <laughs> this was inside it. But I, I was, <laughs> was definitely thinking that, because I watched it as well, and I was definitely thinking that while I was watching it, it's like, what was his home life like? Because he's talking about how he's, like, his thoughts are consumed by this this like relationship yeah. with the octopus yeah well, yeah i, I was think just... maybe he sort of seems to have quite a single focus you know like i just think he's that kind of guy maybe anyway and it maybe was experiencing like some kind of life break you know what i mean like i feel like uh, it... well yeah he, he talks about it in that and sort of that frame yeah. that it, he was going through something and mm. you know especially when the octopus gets its um limb cut off and uh, bitten off by the shark uh him sort of t- talking about how that sort of was coinciding with him like losing something or mm. seeing the octopus you know uh overcome was like inspiration or something yeah he was obviously it was obviously a, an emotional part of his life that he connected with yeah and so yeah and, and so in that instance like just like the grizzly man like he was you know, dealing with like addiction and stuff, and there was some healthy elements to that. And from what we saw in the octopus teacher, like we didn't know what was going on in his life. We just we were just hearing this story about the octopus. Yeah, but th- that's where my thoughts went. Did you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. While I was watching the film, I just kept thinking about that scene in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where the family's all having dinner together and he's just obsessively creating <laughs> with the, the mashed potatoes with the mashed potatoes and yeah. i just feel like he would have been that ma- mashed potato dad i can see i can see that for sure i also wondered if maybe like because of whatever he was going through maybe like his wife and like his family was like oh like dad needs to go and visit the octopus like this is <laughs> yeah. dad is healing through this octopus i don't know well yeah so like the octopus is obviously the to me is the far more interesting uh story like mm. but it does it in this weird way where it's like i I know that Lucy is far more empathetic towards animals than <laughs> I because she doesn't eat them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so like me i I could have seen this uh, on the level of just like uh, a classic you know uh, the world around us, you know going and looking in the life of an octopus. But this this plays it in a different way because it definitely wraps the emotional aspect of his mm. emotions to the to the octopus to sort of bring that empathy through yeah. for someone like me. Because yeah. then I was like, any other day I'd watch a, a documentary, I'd watch an octopus get ripped to shreds and I'd be like, oh, wow, isn't nature interesting and in this one it's like oh wow i'm i'm feeling emotionally yeah attached to this they octopus. were friends <laughs> they were friends well, and Except it, if, if my friend was getting its arm bitten off yeah. i think i'd it yeah i think the human <laughs> the guy i was actually a pretty shit friend like there's so many times you got to help the octopus and he was like well i gotta let nature Nature's take its course it's, but it's like but then you're on the other hand saying you're personal friends with this octopus so like you know, if I was in a nature preserve and a lion was going to attack one of my friends and I had a way of stopping it, I wouldn't be like, well, it's nature. The lion's stronger than my friend. If yeah, a kangaroo I was just feel like attacking that's my just dog, like, I'd punch it. <laughs> that's just kind of like trolling now. Like, you really got to tear this guy down. Like, he went and visited it every day after he tried to feed it. He helped it. Like, come on. Like, we can't. You can't. And, and at the end, he could have just, like, when she was, like, super weak. He could have just, like, taken her and put her in a tank and, like, gave her some food and she would have been fine. 
No, she doesn't. When it, when it gives birth and dies. Mm. Yeah, but it only died because it didn't have enough like nutrients afterwards. It was super weak. He could have kept it alive. No, because that's the, their <laughs> life cycle is they only live for a year. I, I just loved the way when he was talking about that and his voice was, yeah, and it, that was just like saying he was just like every man, you know what I mean? Like that, that was just mm. like Joe Blow up there, you Breaking. know what I mean? Like, you know, he wasn't like a movie star or he was just like, I don't know, it was like seeing your dad or something up there crying. Mm. I cried as well. I I thought it was so moving. I I just loved it. And it was just this amazing story that, you know, could have been happening in the dark and this guy just happened to capture it. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I I, I totally agree with all that. Mm. I just, I couldn't find myself uh, relating to his philosophy in the end. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was super interesting to watch. Mm. Uh, For at the end, I would say... I, I would recommend watching it. Mm. How how much do you think of the friendship and the personality of the octopus was th- actually there, and how much of it do you think he was just he projecting projecting onto like, the octopus? Is it called like anthropomorphizing, where you like yeah. put human traits on animals? Yes. Well, I listened to an interview with the guy, and someone asked him like, "What did you think the octopus was thinking when?" xyz and he's just like well you just can't really wonder what uh, you know he's like i have no idea i don't know if she recognized me i don't know if um she was using me for her own gain to like you know he's just Mm. like i just don't know and it's just so like mysterious and amazing i just what an amazing thing to think about well yeah like octopuses have they are much more complex like creatures as far as Mm. like intellectually like that's that's a a thing i knew somehow (laughs) before going (laughs) into this so um i could bring it to that level and you know when you see the the octopus like uh messing around with the fish and stuff there Mm. is this element of play which doesn't feel it doesn't feel predator like did you did you get that vibe i did i did wonder it's like he's saying it yeah, but yeah, and just I, just the way he talked about like that, you know, like an octopus is born on its own, and no one teaches it anything. Like it just has to adapt and like look around and be like, okay, what am I going to do? And then it did that crazy thing with the shells, the rocks. Mm, yeah, it, yeah, just mind blowing. Like to me, like his his thought, like because he talked about like the gentleness of the ocean and. He had this like real like mentality that reminded me of like a Mormon pamphlet of like bears and humans hugging, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas like I feel like if you really ducked your head into the ocean and you could hear, you would just hear like screams of pain constantly from everything around you. But oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. um if like we watched an octopus being attacked by a shark and we were very like empathetic towards the octopus, but we also saw it like annihilate a bunch of fish and like yeah where's my 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 crab teacher where where the (laughs) octopus is the villain and so yeah i think um yeah i i do think because the octopus is something that we can sort of attach ourselves to as a a more complex thinker Mm. i think that's why i don't know i was more willing to like think that there could be some sort of established relationship, you know what I mean? Mm. I think the real question on all our minds is, does that guy obsessively watch hentai tentacle porn? (laughs) I will not open the door to that. You cannot. 
you're a bad person. <laughs> Maybe that's what ruined his relationship. <laughs> I truly regret giving you this film and like it's becoming a thing. Like, how dare you? I yeah. I <laughs> to bring it back. I think it's a really interesting watch because it does open how so many interesting dare questions. You? <laughs> there is nothing either of you can say. Like, go and sit in the corner. You're in trouble. <laughs> So, Brenda, did you enjoy this movie more than Tammy and the T-Rex? More than Hentai. I did. Or? I did, actually. You did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it that. Yeah, because uh, you're I, dead I inside like... and you don't love animals <laughs> and I hate you. So, fuck I off. Love the, I love the T-Rex. <laughs> that was a That's robot. An that was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like I said, I, I obviously don't have the same, like, I don't know, it, like, I don't empathizes with like other animals yeah you're a bad person and i hate you so yeah yeah (laughs) but i I would say it's also really fascinating on on the level of like like you like it just brings so many questions to mind yeah when you're seeing this interaction with a a human and an animal Mm. and also just like i don't know what about visually like it was so beautiful i've never seen anything like that forest under the sea before it just i just it was yeah i i see once again like just getting different things out of it i think it's incredibly like all the creatures are incredibly hideous and scary (laughs) but super interesting to watch Mm. like i just find it fascinating but the most important thing a gentleness and i think that's thing that thousands of hours in nature can teach a child Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. And finally, we have myself. I was given the film The Kid Detective by Brendan, who recommended it on our Being John Malkovich episode. In the film, a once-celebrated kid detective, who's now 32, continues to solve the same trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity, until a naive client brings him his first adult case to find out who brutally murdered her boyfriend. So, Brendan, why did you recommend The Kid Detective to me? I don't know, because I'm going to give you something really interesting and weird <laughs> next time. <laughs> so I wanted to give you something I thought you would enjoy before uh, turning the tables. Okay. <laughs> so T- Kid Detective is a film that was on my radar. I had heard a lot of good things about it from a few people mm-hmm. um, and a few podcasts that I listened to. I really like Adam Brody. So this is definitely a film that I probably would have ended up watching at some point. But I have to say I'm glad that um, you gave me that extra push to watch it a bit earlier. I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was a fun watch. Uh, it's definitely got a strange tone in it that. Does, it does, doesn't it? It's it's very dark and somber, but it definitely can be comedic. And I think it has one like very solid comedy set piece that had a big laugh at the end for me. <laughs> um, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh... No. 
where he has to he has to hide in the closet of the family. Oh, uh, yeah. For yeah, like a yeah, whole day, sure. yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought um, it's a concept that's been done before. Uh, I think we've all watched the f- um, film from a few years back with Donald Glover, Mystery, Mystery Team, Team, which has a very similar premise of like kid detectives who grow up but are still like solving their, their same like petty crimes. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, my God. Like Donald Glover, like Childish Gambino. Yeah, yes. pre-community, okay. Audrey it's Plaza. that down. What's it called? <laughs> Mystery Team. Cool. It, it is... gets very blue. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah. When you but say it's blue, very... does that mean like sexy? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I thought oh. it meant like dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... Dur- yeah, dirty. Not sexy, dirty. Like it's crude humor, but very it's very cool. funny. Like, So I would say out of the two movies... I would gravitate towards Mystery Team more, but I think they're both solid watches. Yeah, like, well, I like them both, so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Did you, did, you didn't end up watching it, did you, Lucy? No, sorry, guys. I think well, it's very have, much yeah. up Lucy's alley. Yeah, like, I, I do want to watch so. it, yeah. Um, I feel like I just have to say you love Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally got around to watching Promising Young Woman on the weekend. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. So many of my, like, dear loves. <laughs> ruined. Ruined. That's the power of that film. That's, like, yeah, wow. perfect, pitch-perfect casting. That's mm. what that is. Yeah, it was very deliberate. <laughs> yeah, really challenging my, like, fandom for so many. Um, and also, do you guys want to know the funniest story? What's that? So... In the bubble, in the just had a baby, like, I didn't really know what Promising Young Woman was and I had seen one picture and, like, got kind of mixed up and I thought it was an origin story of Harley Quinn. (laughs) 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 I'm like, why is everyone going on about this? Like, how good could it be? (laughs) For the Oscar. <laughs> the Oscar I got goes very to. distracted, guys. Sorry. But yeah. that's what this episode's supposed to be, right? It's like we're yeah. doing things. <laughs> well, I'm very much on board with this, like, brodescence that's happening right now with, like, reviving his career. I think he's making interesting choices. Mm. I think Promising Young Women, uh, this film, and even, like, you know, he's now a part of the Shazam universe. So we'll Yeah, which I'm so keep- excited for. That yeah. <laughs> to come back around. Yeah, uh, and I think he was really solid in, in this uh, film. I mean, he has to play a, a deeply depressed person, um, but uh, he did it well. And I feel like, it, yeah, it, he really delivers in the ending, particularly. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was really worked up at the end. I was like, finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't know until you watch it, but I would say I recommend it. Definitely give it a go. Yeah, I I would um I think this is an easy recommend. There's a like yeah, it's like a cool murder mystery and it has that extra element of like being like a play on on genre and and it very much the way it's directed i feel like blurs a bit of like lines of what you're supposed to expect from it yeah like, so you it has never these quite know where and... it's gonna go yeah. because you don't know what the tone of the film really is so it could really go anywhere Mm. Um, which I think is a really good strength. Cool. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm shocked that you didn't recommend this one to Lucy because it's just like so. It's well, a Lucy I was hoping movie. I was hoping Lucy would watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. 
<laughs> so, uh, did I think this film was better than being John Malkovich? Ooh. No, no, <laughs> no. It, it's very good. Uh, like I would give this a solid like three and a half, four, but like a. Being John Malkovich is like a five-star movie, so. Yeah. It's funny. I told someone what I was doing today, and mm-hmm. then they asked me how many stars I'd give zombies to, and I gave it two zombies out of five. <laughs> Are your finances? They're okay. Credit card? Could be worse. As you know, we're not bailing you out again. I had a big case last week. Really? What was it? You know I'm not supposed to talk about that stuff. This gay guy wanted me to find out whether another guy was gay. Was he? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so that was a fairly successful um, tenuous swap. I think we mm-hmm. all at least enjoyed each other's movies on I some level. I think so. I feel yeah. like Lucy didn't like the way we enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, don't associate movies that Lucy likes with hentai porn. Except for that Demon Lover movie, because doesn't that have it in there? Chloe Sevigny? I haven't seen it. I just think it's like, why would you just... Anyway, I'm going to get angry again. (laughs) All right. Anything for the laugh, Paul. Anything for the laugh with you. Exactly. Nothing sacred. Not even our friendship. (laughs) Next tenuous swap. <laughs> uh, who am I doing? Lucy. So you're doing Lucy. I'm doing you. Oh. So I'm doing Paul. <laughs> Can we not say it like yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next tenuous swap episode, I am going to recommend that Brendan watches season one of (laughs) How to Sell Drugs Online Fast, which is a Netflix German series. Uh, Season one actually runs the length of a feature film. It's a two-hour season one because they're short episode lengths. So I'm literally watching season one then. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you'll really dig it. It's um, a really cool show, but because it's in German, I think a lot of people are not watching it when they really should be. I won. Um, yeah, so um, yeah. Hopefully, there's a the, there's already a season two out, and season three is about to come out next month. I'm hoping I can convert you. So, All right, Lucy, what have you got in store for me? You have to watch however many episodes equal out to being a movie of my so-called life. Ah, yes. uh, cool. Yeah, so much TV this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been on my it's been on my Disney Plus like watch list, um, and I just haven't had the time to get around to it. So I'm glad that you're pushing me to watch it. And I'm actually so excited, like that I'm going to rewatch it so that I can talk about it with you. Like I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> you're finally going to learn who Jordan Catalano is. Yay! It's the Joker, <laughs> right? <laughs> Boo. Uh, and Brendan, uh, what have you got in store? Lucy, Lucy, you're going to watch The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse... Eisenberg. Eisenberg. 
Cool. Awesome, yeah. Never heard of it. I can't even remember what you said about it when you recommended it. So I'm going in blind. Cool. Well, I'll, I'm looking forward to watching that one because I'll, I'll watch it as well. <laughs> and I have been meaning to watch that one, so that's good. I love how these, like, the 10 years are supposed to be like, these are supposed to be like our mini episodes, but they end up actually being more work because we have to watch all the things. Yeah. Well, well I, we I never watch anything again. Yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's just but me. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God, because you really drive me. It's like we'd be lost without you. Ah, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, but also I'm still mad at you because of the octopus thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hentai porn forever. All right. <laughs> Until next time. Listen to our new podcast. <laughs> Hentimes with Hentimes. <laughs> Hentimes. <laughs> Can we actually do this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing hentai porn. <laughs> I would actually. If you guys are down, I'm down. But anyway. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Let's do a concept episode. <laughs> well, we did stumble down some alleyways in Japan and, you know, get some education. So You think if we did an episode and put it on a Patreon, people would like <laughs> Just, just to hear us talk about. <laughs> I think we might need to start an OnlyFans for that one. <laughs> All right. Until next time, you're an actual piece of shit on the ground if you don't review us on iTunes. And I was Paul Mitzi. <laughs> and I think you're a piece of shit in the sky. Because <laughs> that's what I say now, apparently. Um, and I was Lucy Thomas. And I was your boy, Brennan J. Levi. Why aren't you talking about pieces of shit? <laughs> Where do you think the pieces of shit are? <laughs> I think it could um, be like mid ground because he puts them on the ground and I put them in the heavens. <laughs> you have to put them uh, flinging through the f- <laughs> are they through in the your urban heart? sprawl. <laughs> <laughs> You're the the shit on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the piece of shit in the was love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye. 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 The Swellcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.